never gonna see it again We are exploding, the world is gonna know it We're rocking like you're never gonna see us again December 19th, 2012. Welcome to the show that covers everything and anything and tells it like it is. My name is Joe B, and my tag team partner and co-host is David G. Sir, how are you? Happy anniversary. <laughs> yeah, same to you, sir. Two years of pure gold. I cannot believe it. Folks, tune into tonight's show because it's going to be amazing. Of course, if you heard me say that, that means that you are tuned in. Check us out. Give us a call. 714-364-4721. Check out our website. PureGoPG.com, and of course, you can follow us on Twitter and Facebook and all that other goodness. Tonight, we have an action-packed show, and my co-host, as I kick it back to him, will inform you of what the dealio is. Thank you, Dave. After two years, we have a litany of guests lined up for us tonight on the program to thank us, to congratulate us, to uh, pass on the back, if you will. Anna Rodriguez will join us. Nikki Boyer will join us later on. Christy Ledlow and Morgan Woolworth together, sir. That should be an interesting one. It's Kristen, by the way. Oh, Kristen Ledlow. I'm sorry. But them together should be interesting. Bright Lights, Jared Foster. He's back, sir. He's back in a big way. Pyro Falcon, the guy that, you know, dropped off the face of the earth. I guess IGN had swallowed him up. <laughs> we have Brittany Brandon joining us. Sahara Star. Laura Jean Salerno. That's your uh, high school uh, friend, isn't it? Yes, it is, sir. Sahara will not be joining us, by the way, because she is in an airport and she can't call in. So we'll have someone else? We will have the one and only voice of Robin on Batman the Animated Series, Lauren Lester. Sweet. And I know that uh, Todd Take, a retro Todd's Take, will be on our show tonight. So um, two years in the making, sir, and we are here, and we are grateful for a great two years so far. You know, we've we've done a show from everywhere, from our homes. Out of your homes? From CSB to 1640 AM. Uh, where else have we done this show? We've done it from your house, from your apartment. Anywhere but any anywhere and anywhere, I guess you could say. Pretty much, and I see Pyro is uh, joining us real quick. But Pyro, we're going to have to ask you to hold on because we have little time constraints on here tonight in terms of who's calling when. I mean, we figure Pyro's probably not doing anything anyway. So you can just hang on there for a while. Yep. Oh, so... <laughs> I'm sorry, sir. Who do we have as our first guest? She not, has not called yet, too. Oh. She'll be calling in a minute as I sit here Sipping. swallowing my lunch, or dinner, as it were, from Hamburgão, which is a wonderful Portuguese hamburger place. And concerned that we have been speaking to the Portuguese audience for the past couple of months and 1640... It's uh, it's kind of interesting that I'm having some of that, sir. I, I think before we get the show underway, we have a bunch of lists to go through at the night, and I might as well go through our first list. We have the top five PG family, and <laughs> what I mean by family, I mean people other than us that have helped us, that have contributed to our show, that have made our show pure gold for the last two years, and let me know what you think. I have on the, on the list, Todd. Loser. <laughs> I love how you don't give me a chance to respond. Of course, Todd is a part of the show for a long time. Yep, and it'll be good to have him back on the show tonight. We have Hans, our awkward entertainment reporter. Very awkward, but very entertaining. 
We have Kelly, who are, was our board op, board op for a while there. She was our board op for a while, and she revealed herself to be my uh, baby mama, a.k.a. my wife, last week. Yeah, on Geraldo. Of course. Or Maury. Another person that we want to thank and, uh, for, the, for the many um, contributions to the show is Pyro Falcon, who's on hold right now and will be on hold for a while. <laughs> yeah, Pyro would be the number five in our top five of um, – I mean, I don't know if you actually ranked it. Papyrus was definitely up there in terms of people who have contributed to this program over the years. I only ranked really who number one was, and let's face it, this lady has been with us since the first show ever. Absolutely. She, she has not let us down. She always lets us know what time the show's going to start every single time. She's on cue, and that's the British lady. We don't know what her name is, but she's been a part of this show since day one. She's the only person other than me and you who has been on every single program. Actually, me, because you weren't on one of the shows. So I have been the only person, along with the British lady, she is my true co-host. Wow. But folks, we're going to have to cut that loving talk short because we are joined by our first guest, the one and only, Anna Rodriguez, who has been on this show like 12 times already. We always appreciate her joining us. Anna, how are you doing this evening? I'm doing well. How are you? I am doing fabulous. And of course, Anna was on the show. I think you, I think you just mentioned that he missed the show, and I think I... I was the co-host for that, wasn't I? <laughs> you absolutely were, but if you remember correctly, Joe did appear at some point on that show. Oh, so, yeah, that's right. Boo-hoo. Right. Right. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but he did not appear at all. But speaking of that, you do have the distinction, of course, having been on the show more than just about anybody. Now, I know we only have you for a couple of minutes because you have to go make millions. Oh, God. How's <laughs> life? Everything's good. I've been extremely well. I'm excited that the holidays are coming around. Um, but I've been really busy as always. I'm kind of have my hand in a lot of things right now, so keeping busy. You mentioned the holidays. Are you doing anything special for the holidays? I'll be going down to San Antonio, visiting with both my mom's side and my dad's side of the family. So just getting together and um, just be around family. Pretty much. That's I just did a lot of my I just did a lot of my holiday shopping and I spent so much time in the store that I forgot where I parked. I was like, Oh my goodness, where am I right now? <laughs> well, Anna, um I'm gonna send you my uh my mailing address and Joe's as well so you can make sure you get those presents to us on time for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> Anna, so um, this is our two year anniversary show. What were you doing two thousand ten, just out of curiosity? Oh, my goodness, that's right. Happy anniversary. That's awesome. Congratulations to you guys for having the show for two years. That's amazing. I was on your, I, I believe, your one-year anniversary, too. But yes, you were. In, 2000, in 2010, let's see, um, I was a preschool teacher, and in September of 2010, I won Miss Texas USA, and uh, and that started off pretty much me traveling and um, serving as an advocate for breast ovarian cancer, serving as a voice for my mom, and I unfortunately had to stop teaching because I got so busy, but um, that was one of the best years of my life, pretty much. That's awesome. <laughs> and, you know, speaking of that, that year, 2010, that is when we first started, but you you said it correctly. You were on our one-year anniversary. You think you were on our 100th episode. You've pretty much been on, all, like, all the special occasions, so tell us, I know, super awesome. Thank you, guys. <laughs> well, of course. Tell us if you can, and tell the listening audience, what 
you know, what's been your best time here in Pure Gold, uh, the 20 different appearances that you've had? You know, honestly, I think it was the time that I co-hosted um, oh, and got to spend the entire, <laughs> the full episode with you guys. Um, it was kind of nerve-wracking. I obviously have, have been on stage in front of millions of people and had to answer the, the dreading final question, but that made me really nervous because I felt like, you know, um, it was all on me <laughs> and you to to provide a good show for the listeners, but... I think that was the coolest and most nerve-wracking time for me at the same time. <laughs> Anna, you did a great job. This is my last show, and uh, you're going to be the new co-star next week. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, Joe, Joe's – I can't really say why, but Joe is extremely negative right now, and he pretty much wants to quit everything. He was just telling my wife Joe, before the show that he was going to go – are you the Grinch? <laughs> <laughs> yes, he is, absolutely. He was saying how he was going to go walk into traffic right before uh, the show started on the air, and, you know, to my wife, but – Listen, Anna, I know you have to go, and we don't want to keep you any longer. We thank you so much for joining us. It's been a pleasure, as always, this past year, having you on the show so many different times. I'm sure at some point we'll have you on again when Joe really does get thank fired. Thank you. <laughs> hey, so, and don't forget to watch Miss Universe tonight. Oh, of course, good thing, of course. Good thing for DVR, because I'm going to be fast-forwarding through all the commercials. So, Who's your prediction, by the way, awesome. before we let you go? Do what? Who, who do you think is going to win? Honestly, um, I, you know, this is, is going to sound bad. I haven't really been keeping up. I looked at some of the pictures, but, of course, pictures um, don't do the girls justice sometimes. I obviously am always rooting for USA. Olivia is absolutely stunning, beautiful, smart. It just represents everything that an American woman, I think, is, is about. And so I'm really, really hoping and praying that she does well and, Obviously, my prayers go out to all the girls. This is a tough competition. It's Miss Universe. So, obviously, again, I'm always rooting for, for USA. So, hopefully, we, we pull through. Anna, thank you so much. And uh, hopefully, that does happen. And, again, we look forward to having you on in the future. Oh, thank you. We'll see you guys and talk to you guys later. Have a wonderful night. Bye. Merry Christmas. Bye. <laughs> you too. I like how she snuck in. Merry Christmas. I had some good stuff there from Anna. Now, um, sir. Yes, sir. I was going to say, I, I hope that we have time before we end our. By the way, we're we're on for two hours tonight. It's a two-hour special, two-year anniversary. <laughs> By the way, folks, so don't hang up at seven thirty. Don't uh, show up your internet browser. Don't uh, do. Just keep listening to us for two hours. We're here from six to eight. But I hope there's time for a day stink because I just have a perfect one. I'm pretty sure we will have time for a day stink. Oh, it's going to be good. Now, um, do we have another list there, sir? Yes, we do. Uh, while we have time. Why don't we just go through and talk all pure gold the first segment, sir? Let's let's talk about the pure gold family. No, we did the pure gold family. Let's talk about the producers <laughs> throughout the years. The producers that um, basically you know stabbed us in the back, told us <laughs> that we suck. Uh, you know, you're never making this business. We uh, can't be your producer anymore. I have I'm too busy drawing on the computer. You know those type of people. What I have as our top producers, we have, you know, Mr. Fitz, who I think probably is our best producer of all time. Oh, geez. You mean my actual co-worker in real life, <laughs> who we claimed was our producer? Yeah, that's that's how bad the list is. Uh, Fitz is our best producer. <laughs> who else is on there? Well, you got uh, Alex. Oh, yeah, that was fun. Alex was fun. Being political here, political correct. We had um, Flips. For about what two shows? <laughs> yeah, I think two episodes. 
James Flippin, uh, F- Fancy Phenom finalist of this year. Big shout out to him and his what he's doing there on uh, CSB. Uh, who else do we have here? Oh, the British lady somehow made it again. <laughs> she, you know, has been solid and consistent. I mean, you, you can't fault somebody for being the Cal Ripken producing. And then finally, um, you know, our Nelson, who's uh, been our producer for what four or five shows. Yeah, pretty much. Well, maybe a little bit more than that, but technically, yeah, when we were at the studio. Oh, what did you say when we were at the studio? Yeah, when we were at the studio. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> You're awesome. So, um, on tap next in about, what, three or four minutes, Nikki Boyer should be calling in. Well, unfortunately, she will not be calling in, uh, so that's two people who have pulled out of the uh, running. She just sent an email that I saw on my phone while you were yapping it up and doing whatever it is that you do. Um, she had some, she's stuck in traffic and she has some things, some voiceover work that she had to do. She, she apologized. Uh, she sends her condolences. She, uh, <laughs> you know, her best wishes and everything. Uh, it is what it is, Sarah. What can I tell you? This is just another um, well, sloppy jalopy, as it were. Maybe we could throw up the bat signal and we could get maybe Batman or Robin to call in because we're uh, desperate for some uh, Well, you superhero. know what? We don't need a superhero. Because we do have our friend, and we may as well get to him now because uh, we're not going to have anybody on for a little while. Yeah. The one and only. It's been a long time. Pyro Falcon, how are you doing, sir? Doing all right, guys. Happy anniversary. And in order to celebrate the two-year achievement, I've decided to conduct this interview without wearing pants. So I just wanted to know. <laughs> oh, wow, that. wow, that is really uh, too much information. It's, it's definitely too much information, but I have to say there have been many times where I have also conducted a show without oh, the use of uh, – of panelones, as they call them in the uh, Spanish culture. I mean, being at home, you can pretty much wear whatever you want. I don't know. Uh, not that anybody needs to know this, but, uh, you know, tank tops, uh, shirtless. Uh, I mean, you know, all, all over the place. Unfortunately, Joe is here, so I, I am fully clothed right now. Thank God. <laughs> but, Bob, uh, it's been a long time, man. How, how have you been? I've been doing well, um, and I do want to apologize for not calling into the show more because uh, I – Really, I, I'm honored that you consider me one of your top five contributors. I kind of don't feel like it, but thank you all the same. I wanted to do more, but I've had a lot of projects I've been doing, not only uh, my IGN work and online onslaught, but I've written a book, uh, which I'm trying to get published. I do YouTube clips, and that's an addition to my day job. So, you know, I, I uh, have not had as much time as I have hoped. But I'll tell you this, at least at the beginning of the next year, I'll be able to help out more, too, because things will finally start to slow down. Oh, boy. Listen, Pyro, I, I, I hate – oh, wait, no, I'm sorry. Never mind. You're not sorry. Um, so, anyway, let me ask you. Yeah, you're never sorry about anything, DJ. <laughs> you're right. You're absolutely right. Pyro, two years of pure gold. We're celebrating the two-year anniversary. What have you – really enjoyed about the show. We're not going to ask you what you really haven't enjoyed about the show, but what have you really enjoyed about the show? Well, obviously you guys. Uh, I mean, you're the heart and soul of it. Wouldn't be the same show without either of you. But uh, I'll tell you what, Todd's Take is my favorite sub-segment. <laughs> that was, you know, I, I miss hearing Todd, which is probably pretty scary. But, you know. <laughs> it is a little scary, actually. Yeah, but, you know, just just the whole the humor, the balance, the fact that you guys don't just talk one subject, that's what I like. In fact, when oh, I uh, when you guys first, I'll give you a little story. When you guys first approached me, um, I, I can't remember if I even mentioned this on the air, but when you guys first approached me, you know, I listened to a couple episodes before I just agreed to come on, 
And it was so sports-centric. At first, I thought I wasn't going to be very uh, 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 useful to the show. But, you know, you guys talk about more than sports, and I've noticed that you tend to talk about other things more and more, especially as you see your Jets struggling to win anything. Um, so, I, so I like that, that, uh, you know, you're not just a one-dimensional show. No, definitely. And I, actually, you're one of the people that I had spoken to about it originally. When I first uh, started asking folks about this show, my fear always was that people would tune out because we don't focus on one particular subject. We don't do just sports. We don't do um, just wrestling, for example. I mean, we would go nuts. We, Joe and I have talked about this off the air. We couldn't do just one topic. But you and my wife and several other people mentioned to me that you liked the fact that the show was so varied and there were so many different things going on. Pyro, are you still there? Yeah, I'm, I'm here. I just didn't really have anything to add. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought Pyro. No, don't you? Aren't you tired of having? are you tired of having sunshine blown up your butt? I mean, come on, DJ. What is that? Well, considering how negative my thoughts <laughs> is at times, uh, I don't know about sunshine being blown in any direction. But uh, so, tell us how are things over at uh, Online Onslaught? Um, Online Onslaught's pretty good, except, like, right now it's extremely busy. I don't know if you guys have been paying attention to wrestling lately, but this is WWE week, so yesterday was Raw. I'm sorry, two days ago was Raw. Yesterday was SmackDown, and tonight is Tribute to the Troops, which I'm also recapping. So, basically, as soon as I'm, as soon as I finish listening to you guys tonight, that's what the rest of my night's gonna be. That sounds, that sounds pretty awesome, sir. And, uh, again, we've done this to you many times in the past, but, uh, we're probably gonna have to put you on hold for a second, because we have a little surprise guest who should be calling in any second now. We kind of had to flip-flop some things, and we've had people back and forth. But, um, you know, Pyro, for the couple minutes that we have had you on, and, of course, we'll talk to you again if possible, we thank you, sir. But just give us a few minutes. We'll be right back. Yeah, no problem. Folks, we go from one uh, show regular to one of the all-time greats, one of my favorite interviews of all time, the one and only Mr. Lauren Lester. How are you doing, sir? I'm good. How are you guys doing? We're doing awesome, Lauren. We thank you so much for joining us. I mean, when I said this when you were on the air the first time. That probably is my top interview because I was so excited to have you on, and you were so uh, pleasant and whatnot. You're such a great guy, and we really appreciate you taking a few minutes to talk to us here on our two-year anniversary. Well, thank you, and, and uh, congratulations on the anniversary. That's great news. Thank you so much. Uh, it's guests such as yourself who have made this show enjoyable for us, and just to have you on the air, it, it really is an honor. I know you have a lot of uh, busy things going on. Uh, now, can you tell us, what projects have you been up to since the last time we spoke? Well, um, for people in Los Angeles, I'm going to be opening uh, next month at the Pasadena Playhouse, which is uh, one of the oldest playhouses uh in, in Los Angeles, and uh, be, I'm going to be doing a play by Noel Coward called um, Fallen Angels. So I'm very, oh, wow. very excited about that. So for all, all the people in the Los Angeles area, uh, or, you know, across the country, you should come all the way across the country to see if you can. <laughs> send the producer, Lauren. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> we'll send our producer. <laughs> <laughs> Let me ask you, so uh, that, because The Dark Knight Rises came out in July... It finished mm -hmm. the story that Christopher Nolan wrote. Can you give us your take on that movie and how maybe 
it wasn't as good as maybe the Dark Knight. <laughs> well, you know, I, I I can't I can't weigh in on that because uh, you know when Nightwing's not involved, I mean, what can I say? <laughs> you know, so so anything that doesn't include Nightwing to me is you know I can't even talk about it. You're so, the man, uh, I, now, now we talked about this the last time. Uh, I think the next movie is going to involve Nightwing, don't you? You mean in, in the future reference? Well, yeah, in future see, reference. Yeah, of course. See, this is my thing, Lauren, and I've talked about this ad nauseum to the point where my, my friends are literally sick of me. You know, there's a new show on TV. It's uh, called Arrow, which is of course Green Arrow, CW. Right. I love it. I think it's a great show. But I pitched it on on this program. I always thought there should have been a Nightwing program because if you can't do Batman, Dick Grayson, Nightwing is the perfect substitute. You know, I've always said that he's Batman with the personality. He would have been perfect that's right. for that. Well, Sorry, that, that's you? that's the natural evolution of 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 the whole story. You know, uh, you know that that uh, he and he eventually becomes the new Batman. You know, and if you follow, you know, the storyline. So to me, that that's that's the natural natural place to go, and and I would love to see a, an animated. You know, usually uh, when they come out with the with the movie version, they usually have some sort of animated project. So I'm I'm hoping that they'll come out with a Nightwing movie, and then they'll do some kind of a animated Nightwing project, which would be fun. No, that that definitely would be fun. But you mentioned that at the end of the Dark Knight Rises, of course, it, it leads you in the direction, quote unquote, Robin, that that John Blake character would be Dick Grayson. See, what bothers me is that they didn't use the name Dick Grayson. I don't know why Christopher Nolan decided to come up with some weird name to throw people off. When he when they said his real name, I thought he was going to say Richard. I thought Dick. I wasn't expecting Robin, so that was a bit of a loop there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I'm not quite sure. And, and are we even sure there is going to be another movie? Who knows, right? Well, Christopher Nolan has said he's not going to make any more. No, he's you know he's not going to do it. But I mean, I mean, certainly Warner Brothers is going to continue. I would think the franchise, don't you? You would think. Now, there's been some rumors about Joseph Gordon-Levitt, that same character, playing Batman in a Justice League movie. Hmm. Well, I guess that's possible. Have you have you caught up with Christopher's known new projects? The Man of Steel. Have I what? Have you seen the trailer? Oh no! Oh no! I haven't. Is that any good? Okay, it's just that it's one of those um, trailers that really leaves you can't wait to see this movie. It's a good job that they've rebooted the Superman series because it's 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 kind of old now for this new generation. So they're rebooting it, and I think it really does look good. And Christopher Nolan looks like he's put a good stamp on this movie. So that comes out in what June? Did you? I believe in June, yes. Well, you know, I I, I will without hesitation see it because he's just he's just a fantastic filmmaker. You know, he's just uh, made some of the most just really awe-inspiring movies uh, in his career. So I will I will definitely be there to see that one. No, he definitely has. He's not the director for this movie, but he's one of the executive producers. Now let me ask this: since we're talking about this, when Lauren Lester goes to the movies, when he decides, hey, you know what, I'm gonna go. Check out a film. What does he watch, and what leads you to say, "Hey, you know"? Because I mean, I know you're a regular guy, just like we are, but you're also in the industry versus us. You do you specifically lean towards certain directors, certain actors, or you just say, "Hey, that well, trailer looks good. I want to go." It's it's pretty it's pretty funny. Uh, I I can I just have like a ninety nine percent 
a success rate with the trailer. I can oh. I can tell them even even when the trailer is fantastic, I can tell when a movie's going to be a stinker or when it's going to be great. And so so I'll go you know and I'll go see a movie and then I'll watch all the trailers, and uh, you know and I'll make a mental note. I'll say oh, I think that one's going to be good and I'll go see it. Like like I, I saw the trailer for Life of Pi and I said you know what that's just going to be a fantastic movie. It's just going to be a fantastic movie experience. You know. I'm going to go see that movie based on the trailer, and I was right on that one. And then I, I just saw this movie um, called The Impossible that just really knocked me out. And, and based on the trailer, the trailer was so good, and I thought, I thought that's going to be a great movie. So, so uh, I have a pretty good success rate uh, based based on based on the trailers, you know. Can you tell us a a movie you've seen the trailer and you said uh, this is going to be garbage, and it turned out to be that case? No, I don't want to really weigh in on that because I don't know who's listening. <laughs> nice. But but you know, listen, since if if you go back and you look at um even even during the studio system, the the hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of movies that the Hollywood studio system would make every year, they would make mostly stinkers. So, you know, most movies that come out, most movies aren't aren't that great. They just aren't. So, so when you find one that's really, really great, it's it's wonderful. But it's it's always been that way. It's always been a small percentage of movies. You know, in 1939, when they made, you know, Gone with the Wind, and uh, I'm I was a, I'm blanking here, but it was like the the the, the great year. It was uh, Gone with the Wind and uh, Wizard of Oz and Rebecca and you know it's like all of these incredible and and Orson Welles started working on Citizen Kane that year. It was just an incredible year, but most of the movies that came out that year were just were just you know crap that nobody remembers and they're just gone by the wayside. So that's just the way it always has always been. And it's interesting you say that because you know people find their own level of enjoyment for different things. Now I'm not sure if we asked you this the first time you were on, but it just kind of comes to me. Has there ever been a movie that you've done or a project where you did it just for the money and you really didn't enjoy what you were doing or you didn't think it was going to be any good? Because I've always wondered. What's the process somebody takes to make movies as an actor? I've seen some horrific films, and I say to myself, why was this actor in this movie? Well, you know, I, I think I think what you're talking about is like, you know, the really big stars who get offered an incredible paycheck, and they do it, you know, and, and I understand that. Uh, that I, I, I've never had to really make that choice. I mean, I've never really been, you know, offered like, wow, you, you have to make this piece of crap, and here's this fantastic check. And and I I, I have this kind of policy that uh, that Ernest Borgnine had, and, and he never turned down a job. And and I I don't think I've ever turned down. A job. I'm trying to think. I don't think I've ever turned down a job. To be honest with you, uh, I I think I turned down a couple of auditions. Because I read the script and I said, "Oh, I just I can't, I cannot even audition for that." But but once they have you know gotten to the point where I've auditioned and I've, they've called me back and I've met the director and 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 uh, and I've seen the whole script and they actually offer me the job, I don't think I've ever turned down a job. Well, Lauren, and then and then in the end, you know, in the end, uh, you know, you, you you really throw the dice because it could be it could be great or it could be awful. Even even when the script and everything. Looks like it's going to be great. You never know. So a lot of times people will see a, a movie that an actor did years ago, and they go, "Why did he do that piece of crap?" Maybe it was for the money. But the truth is, you know, maybe the script was great and the shooting went great, but you know, in editing it was bad or something happened, and it's not the actor's fault. You know, that happens too. Now, uh, last time you were on, you mentioned that you were going to be on Good Luck Charlie, the the yes. Disney TV show. How did that go for you? Did you watch it? 
I did not get a chance to watch it. I've been in the process of moving, but every time I look at it on my Netflix, I say, Lauren Lester was in that. I got to watch that show. <laughs> They're, they're going to play it. I'm only joking with you, putting you on the spot, saying, "Did you watch it?" Because when you do the shows on Nickelodeon or on Disney Channel, they, they I mean, they're going to run, you know, until I have great great grandchildren. You know, they just they run over and over and over and over and over and over again. So, so you have plenty of chances to see it. But it, it turned out, it turned out great. I, I really had a great time. I, I think I told you that my first TV <laughs> job was on The Facts of Life, which was a sitcom. Yes. And and to have be doing that again after all these years with three camera sitcom was really a lot of fun, and takes me back to the to my early roots in in TV, and uh, the people, the actors, and 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 the crew, and the director, and everybody on that show were just just a lot of fun to work with. So I had a great time. Well, Lauren, every time you're on this show, we have a great time, and hopefully we'll hear from you again in the future. We thank you so much for joining us on our two year anniversary. It's been a pleasure, sir. And uh, much success to you. Thank you. Anytime, and uh, look forward to the third anniversary. <laughs> Thank you so much. All right. Talk to you later. Take care. Bye. Bye. Folks, that was the one and only actor extraordinaire, Lauren Lester, and that, sir, is a geek out moment for me. Definitely. Maybe. <clears throat> Obviously. Obviously. Do you remember that? I do. You haven't done that in a while. <laughs> sir, since we, we have time, let's talk about your goals in two years. Do we have another guest? No. In, in about a minute or two, we should have two guests, actually. Oh, good. Why don't we just play, because part of our show has been playing some bites here and there. Why don't we play some funny bites, some uh, people that have promoted our show over the last couple of years. Find some good ones for us, and uh, let's hear some. All right, sir. Um, I will do that, as it were. Now, this is always a favorite one. Oh. You and your terrible jokes. Thank you. This is a good clip that we haven't played in quite a while. That's usually what happens when Pyro Falcon is on the air with us. Now, i got to play this here real quick because this comes from our very first show. It does. Before we decided to actually, you know, get a, a real theme song. Are you soon. ready? <laughs> Enough of that. I'm going to play a clip here that actually is from our very first show, sir, and that was as well. But this is the very first introduction that we ever did, so let's see how this goes. Block Talk Radio. <laughs> Gotta throw the Block Talk Radio in this. Are you ready? Oh, the name is name Cliff. But a different name. You think that you're Well, you better get ready. to the Man, that is a slow movie clip. Pure gold is on the air, folks. <laughs> that was our very first show introduction ever, and what an absolute disaster that was. Joe and I were actually talking before we came on the air today with some, some news that we received. We were just going nuts and talking on the phone. Um, and one of the things we discussed was that we were so terrible in our first show that I don't think there's any way that we thought it would last two years. Definitely not, sir. But the two guests we have next, Proves that we are doing something right. <laughs> Folks, we are joined right now by uh, a woman who was on our show like two weeks ago, and she decided to come back on, um, Kristen Ledlow. And we're also joined by apparently her BFF in real life, which I did not know, Miss Oklahoma USA 2010 Morgan Wooler. Ladies, 
how are you doing? Let me start with Morgan because it's been a little bit longer since we talked to you. How are you doing? Hi, guys. Merry Christmas. Same to you. And congratulations. Oh, thank you very much. Happy Hanukkah and all that good stuff. Thanks, Kristen, Martha. how are you doing? Hey, I'm doing good, and I feel like the right introduction is Kristen Ledlow, who knows a little bit about football, and Morgan Woolard, who runs the world. Merry Christmas to you guys, too. <laughs> the funny thing is, uh, Kristen tweeted me, and she goes, hey, I know I'm speaking for Morgan, and I think that we should both do our part at the same time. And I was a little confused Genius. because I had no idea that you two knew each other in real life. Now, how did that come about? Actually, well, uh, we became Twitter girlfriends. I guess Morgan could explain, but I had a girl crush. I tweeted at her, and it's blossomed <laughs> since then. <laughs> we're, we belong together, basically. I mean, we're both Miss <laughs> USA, sisterhood. We both love sports. It just was meant to be. Exactly. Yeah, apparently it was meant to be. Now, Kristen, Morgan mentioned something we have never talked about the two times you've been on the show. You're also a beauty queen. Tell us a little bit about that. Oh, my goodness. No, I'm not a queen. Morgan is a queen. You, When you're merely the runner-up, that does not count, you know? Well, <laughs> but, I mean, it was a lot of fun. Do what? No, I was going to say, we've discussed this. Morgan got hosed in 2010, and we actually had the Miss USA who won that year, but Morgan is way better, and Morgan should have won Miss USA. She got hosed. Yeah, see, I wasn't going to be the one to say it, but uh, I knew of Morgan. I knew Morgan, and yeah, that, I mean, it's a crying shame if you ask me. I absolutely agree with that. I paid them, <laughs> anyone who's listening. <laughs> yeah, right, Morgan. <laughs> we were, when the first time you were on our show, we discussed this, and you admitted it without admitting it. Now, let me ask you two <laughs> a question, since, um, you know, you're both sports girls, but you're also quote-unquote pageant girls, uh, as I, my co-host is here eating french fries and not really talking. Um, this week in the news, I read something that kind of baffled me. And I know Sheena Monin, who was Miss USA, uh, Miss Pennsylvania USA, and uh, she had the whole thing about that, the Miss USA was rigged, et cetera, et cetera. I don't know if you two have checked it out, but apparently she lost her lawsuit, and the judge ruled she owes Donald Trump and the Miss USA pageant $5 million. Can either one of you or both of you give me your take on that? Morgan? Oh, boy. I feel like I should bite my tongue on this one. Um, I know. Goodness. I, I didn't even read anything about that. I had no idea, honestly. Uh, it doesn't surprise right. me, though. That's a, that's a I hadn't heard anything ago. about it either. Yeah, I hadn't heard anything about it either, but also being one of the ones who has, at one point in my life, signed a contract to Donald Trump, uh, he's not the guy you should speak out against. So right. I can tell you, okay. uh, bad move. No, it definitely was a bad move, but what I don't understand is, Apparently, they lost $5 million in sponsorship. If it happened to one of you or any girl, who in the world, other than Donald Trump, is going to be able to pay $5 million in a lawsuit that you lose? I mean, I don't know if you girls even make money for pageants, I mean, you know, in terms of winning or whatever the case is, but that sounds like a lot of money. It, that is a lot <laughs> it of does money. Sound like and a lot of money. Making money, it's more like losing money. Pageants is in a very expensive hobby. <laughs> Yes, it is. It's quite the investment, and no, you don't get paid anywhere close to $5 million, even if you win. Yeah, she's, she's a bold one to stand up to the boss man. <laughs> I would have to say, I'd have to agree, and no, I have nowhere close to that amount of money to be able to pay to Donald Trump or his organization, but I can I'd probably have to write like a bunch of IOUs. Down. 
Oh, yeah, same here. <laughs> now, let me ask you ladies Someday. a question. Please. I'll pay my massages. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, I'll take the jail time for that matter. I mean, good night. Ladies, I'm going to make a quick assumption here that beauty pageants over the last 20 or 30 years have have evolved. What do you think the future of beauty pageants will hold? Morgan, you can take this one first. Oh, boy. <laughs> All right. Um, the, the future of pageants. You know, since... I was crowned and had my reign. I don't follow it as much as, as I did then, of course. Miss Universe is tonight, by the way, if anyone wants to tune in. Um, but I, I can be hopeful that it will be positive things and that it will not only show women as the beautiful creatures that God created them to be, but also who they are on the inside. Um, beauty, brains, and depth, I think, is the full package. And I think that's what we should try to exemplify, and those are the kind of people that we should highlight. I feel the exact same way as Morgan, and and knowing someone like Morgan gives me hope in the entire beauty pageant industry. Unfortunately, there are some girls out there that that, that don't embody all those characteristics, and and even more unfortunately, those are the girls that we get to hear about all the time in the news because the good girls aren't the ones that are making the headlines. But most importantly, you know, the people who are watching this USA, which is mostly young girls, need to know that there still are role models that are worth looking up to out there. Amen. Um, and, and Morgan being one of them. <laughs> Thank you. Isn't now, there a Mar- Marilyn Monroe quote that says, uh, good Good girls never make history or something like that. We need to rewrite history, true. Kristen. They don't. <laughs> You're exactly right. That, that's a good point. And uh, it's interesting because, you know, again, Morgan has been on our show a couple of times. And, of course, when we first had her on, we had no idea what kind of guest she would be. It's pretty much been a crapshoot. Out of all the 50, 60-some-odd guests that we've had, they've all been great, except for, like, five of them. But, um, you know, you two have been great simply because we didn't know what we were getting in for. Now, with Kristen, she blew us away in terms of her, her sports, sports knowledge. knowledge. It's amazing. And I realize that that sounds quasi-ridiculous because, of course, she's a sports reporter. But it's surprising to me how many people don't really know stuff in the field that they're in. But, of course, you know, Kristen is extremely knowledgeable and knows more about college football than Joe and I would ever Care and dream, <laughs> but Morgan, we were blown away by the fact that she's such a big sports fan. Now, since you two have the whole pageant thing and you have the sports thing, tell us. Um, other than the fact that, you know, Kristen, you seem like Morgan is your hero in life. Um, what else have you two bonded over, or what caused you to kind of like click? Other than, hey, we're both blonde beauty queens and uh, we like sports. Well, I can tell you easily. Oh, Oh, go go for it. Take the reins. I can definitely tell you with Kristen, what I love about her is she is so funny. I mean, people with humor (laughs) are people that I want in my life. And she's very intelligent and very witty and just has the best sense of humor. I'm always laughing. So that's what I love most about her. Thank you so much. I think, honestly, guys, you know, what bonds uh, two women like us as well is just having a really strong base of faith. Um, There's not that many women in either of our positions that are willing to say, hey, not only, uh, you know, it it was the beauty pageant important and played a role in my life, and, you know, sports play a huge role in my life now, at least, of course, that's what pays my bills, but... 
but being able to say that, you know, my faith in God is not only what saved my life, but what gives me a purpose in the first place. And I think that's what gives you the ability to be joyful and hilarious. And I think that's what, uh, you know, gives Morgan and I uh, a bond just like that. Yeah, I love that. Couldn't have said it better myself. What I want to say about you ladies is that when Pureville first started, I if you had told me that we would be interviewing beauty queens like you two ladies, I would tell I would say, Dave, stop smoking the Woody Johnson crack pipe because you know, these ladies are so beautiful. But what I've learned that they're such great role models and that's what I really love about you two guys is that you're great role models and you set a great example for the future generation. Thank you so much. Well, that you. that really yeah. means a lot to both of us, I know. And I know the heart of both of us um, cries out for that. That's what we want, and we praise God to to put us in the positions of influence that we are in. And we're compelled to be influences and good role models and spread positivity and light and love. That's what life's about. So we're thankful for people like you. <laughs> Oh, yeah, absolutely. So and by by no means do I claim to be perfect. I know by no means does she claim to be perfect either. But I know that I can probably count on one hand the number of women that I can truly say from start to finish, from the inside out, I look up to her. And I want getting girls to be able to say that about me. And I know she shares the same heart. Yes, oh, it's absolutely. interesting that Joe and I are both fathers and we both have daughters. Now, me, my wife could tell you she got mad at me. I'll show you this on the air. When we went for the ultrasound, I was convinced the whole time I was like, oh, I'm going to have a boy. You know, I had a dream about it. And I'm like, oh, this is it. This is it. So when the uh, the, exer- the technician comes and says, uh, you're having a girl, I was like, wait, what? Can you check that again? <laughs> and he checked, and it was a girl. And I sat there for a second, and I was so baffled, not because I didn't want a girl, but because I was so convinced. And um, I was like, oh, I'm going to have a boy. I'm going to have a boy. I told Joe about it. But now, you know, 14 months later, I'm so thankful that God blessed me with a daughter because every time I look at her, every time I talk to her, every time, you know, she makes a funny noise or a funny face, I just think about how I can't imagine my life without her, regardless of, you know, the fact that she's a girl. But the fact that she is a girl makes me say I want her to have positive role models other than her mother, of course, which, number one, that's the way it should be. But in media, in society, to have role models such as yourselves who love the Lord who, you know, are good examples of stuff, who have tons of Twitter followers, especially Morgan, who has, like, I don't know, 80,000 or whatever it is, uh, 15,000, whatever the case is. And Kristen, of course, needs, you know, like 10,000 more. Um, It's great to have people like you on our show, because even though she's only a little girl, you know, who doesn't know what I'm talking about right now, at some point she's going to have role models such as yourself to look up to. So that's what we appreciate as fathers. Well, thank, thank you, you so much for saying that. Yeah, especially coming from someone who has a little girl, such as yourself, because obviously, you know, the whole beauty thing, beauty queen thing fades. And, you know, 10 years from now, neither Morgan nor I is going to look like we do right now. And 20 years after that, we're, you know, definitely not going to look like we do today. So it's way important to know that, you know, there are young girls, even as young as your 14-month-old daughter, that, you know, hopefully can look up, see something great uh, that, you know, that they want to become as well, and, and then they can continue to, I guess, just repeat the cycle. No, definitely. No, definitely. And, ladies, and ladies, being that it's your anniversary, anniversary, and being that, of course, we appreciate you taking some time, time to, to call in and, in and to share with us. Share with us. Um, um, again, can't, can't, thank, can't you thank you enough. Yes, thank you so much for having us. 
Yeah, thank you so much, guys. We really appreciate you. No, we appreciate you. Congratulations uh, on your two-year anniversary. Yeah, we we wish you so much success, and I hope it only continues to grow from here on out. Oh, we hope so, too. And uh, just so you know, I'm pretty sure Joe's going to quit after this show. So uh, I may be, you know, emailing one of you two to take over. Maybe Kristen in two weeks because I, I think this guy's at his percent. <laughs> I'm going to need a job in about a year and a half. So uh. <laughs> Exactly. There you go. You're looking out for me. <laughs> All right, ladies. Thank you so much. Have a good one. Thank you, you so much. Bye, Christmas. Morgan. Bye. <laughs> oh, geez. They, they should just call each other and hang out after this, after they're on our show. They were just all, I love you, Morgan. I love you, Kristen. That was great, my imitation of them, by the way. That was great, sir. And like I was telling these ladies, if you had told me a year into our show that we'd be interviewing beauty queens and not talking wrestling and and sports all the time, I would have said you're crazy. But uh, these ladies are great people. They're great role models. And, you know, as we segue, we're we're talking about our two-year anniversary show tonight, 714-364-4721. We have a litany of guests still to come. Yes, we do. And I think it's time. We're going to get to Pyro in a few. We have one more guest before we get to Pyro for the end of the hour. Give us another list there. I have another list. And it's a good segue. Why don't we talk about all the wrestlers that we've had on our show? I mean, we, we when we first started our show, we talked about sports and sports entertainment. So the sports entertainment part, we talked about wrestlers. And we were blessed to get two people that – we really lo- grew up in the generation of, you know, what they call the Attitude Era. By the way, they have a new DVD coming out called the Attitude yes, Era. they do. That should be interesting. But we had Road Dog and Billy Gunn call our show. We have clips that we, we play at the end of our show still after they came on to end our show. I mean, how great was it to have D-Generation X, the New Age Outlet? two words for you. You're <laughs> gold. It was amazing to have those two on because, like I said, and I told Billy this, I grew up as a huge fan of his. He was up until the WWE released him, you know, years ago. He was one of my favorite members of the roster. And he still looks like he can wrestle. And, you know, when Road Dog came on and then Billy came on, it's just amazing because these guys were such big stars. And here they go on our radio program, on our airwaves, you know, Billy asking us if we're, if we're uh, you know, in a basement, which we never were, by the way. Oh, I know. Uh, I see. I digress. But that episode, we were not in a basement. <laughs> And having him call call us out on that and just kind of rip us, and then Road Dog saying how you know there was a point in his life where he never would have appeared on a, on a scum show like ours, but you know he's a lot more uh, positive and just a lot more you know in a better place in life. So he decided to grace filth like us with uh, with his presence on the show. But you look at this, they come on our show, and it's not coincidence. They get the pure gold rub off, and they're back on <laughs> WWE now. They were they were on Monday Night Raw this past Monday. How great is that? That is amazing. It's it's amazing. I mean, two years of pure gold, and now the New Age Outlaws are back uh, in a limited role, yes, but they're, they're back on TV. They, well, and they're both also behind the scenes, and Road Dogg is one of the best agents in the company, and Billy is uh, is tapped to be a trainer, I believe, with NXT. And if there's anybody who can teach you wrestling and the business, it's Billy Gunn. And when you talk about up-and-coming wrestlers, let's not forget about the IWF, now defunct IWF, Pure Gold is still going strong, but IWF is defunct. And you talk about, like, Flex Freeman, a.k.a. Dante, what, Dash? Yeah. I mean, yeah. he's been on our show. Actually, he was on our show a couple of times, and he's down there in NXT. So those are three of our top five uh, wrestling guests, our actual wrestlers, 
we've had a lot of them. I'd have to say honorable mention would go to like uh, Shad and um, you know Lance Hoyt. Just incredible. Just incredible, of course. Um, but in terms of like our, our better interviews, I would say Shad it was up there, and definitely uh, Mr. Mr. Hoyt, aka Vansart. And of course, we have two more on the list, sir. Yeah, let's not forget about Alicia. Can't forget about her. I mean, she got her master's degree on this show. I believe she was getting, she was walking the uh, the aisle to get her degree when she came on this program. I think her head grew like five times bigger when I called her Master Alicia that night. Possible, or she just wanted to hang up. <laughs> that. And then let's not forget about probably our best wrestler, the man of a thousand, a million, quadrillion, whatever bulbs he was screwing back then, you know, <laughs> bright like Sharon Foster. From the defunct IWF, he doesn't want to be part of them. I don't blame him. Let's face it, he got screwed a couple of times with them, and um, he should be joining us shortly. He should be joining us shortly, absolutely. And uh, he's not coming to the program. He hasn't graced with his presence. But that's a good list, sir, because we've had so many different. You know, we had one of your favorite guests, Rain, who was just. Oh. Uh, she was awesome. She was an awesome guest, and uh, and she loved you. I mean, she pretty much thought you were like the biggest scum sucker. <laughs> I think the minute the interview was over. Our producer was handing me a lawsuit that I was being discriminatory or something. I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know why me and Rain didn't get along. Um, I just remember that interview went so bad because Joe said something, and I think she got offended by it, and, and it wasn't even something to be offended by, but I think she misunderstood some a question Joe asked. And the rest of the, the interview, if you even listen to it, it's a very combative, and she just wanted to, like, super kick Joe, which would have been great, and I would have paid to see, by the way. I mean, you have rain, but I prefer Sunny. Well, she wasn't on our show, so I don't know what kind of uh, I don't know what kind of relevance that has to our program. But sir, let's face it: two years of pure gold wrestling has been a big part of our show. To get people on like Rodo Billy Gunn again is just amazing. We we were, we've been talking about wrestling. I I think the wrestling's on the decline in our eyes anyway. But we are on the road to WrestleMania. Yes, Royal Rumble starts is you know Royal Rumble's in January. Rock is promoting it, so it's got to be good when the Rock comes back. Yeah, we'll see about that. And uh, Pyro, as we wait for one of our other guests to to call in, I know you've of course been watching wrestling and whatnot. What do you think about the Slammies? What did I think of the Slammies? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm assuming you watched it and reviewed it. On, on, yeah, uh, um, it was one of the most horrible episodes I've seen all year. It was ridiculous. I, I wasn't happy with it. You weren't happy with the surprises, like Ric Flair showing up? Well, I mean, the surprise was okay. The the, the guest stars were okay. I just didn't like the episode. They produced it very, very badly with the timing of their commercials and all that kind of nonsense that made it a pain to watch. Plus, I, I hate this. Uh, I, I know you guys love Twitter. You're all over Twitter. That's how you get most of your guests. But um, I, I I'm... I don't know, maybe I'm too old school and I kind of rebel against this over-Twitterification of things. Um, and I, I hate the way, like, they did the entire, their entire voting, you had to download this app for your iPhone. And if you don't have an iPhone, like I do, yeah, you're, you're screwed out of voting. And I don't know, the whole thing was just ridiculous. It's like once Zack Ryder did his YouTube show, all of a sudden – WWE falls in love with technology and social media and apps and all this, and I just think it's silly. Maybe maybe it's Personally. overkill, Pyro, but 
I think the Slammies are perfect for WrestleMania weekend. Friday night you have the Slammies, Saturday Hall of Fame, Sunday WrestleMania. That would be cool. I remember the first Slammy Award. I actually watched that. That was back when Bret Hart won something, so that tells you how long it's been. Oh, Hart. Um, yeah. Uh, that it was actually a Friday night special. That was before SmackDown, so it was like a Friday night special, and uh, like all the re- it actually looked like an award ceremony. Everyone was sitting at a table in some nameless yep. convention center, and everyone was wearing tuxes or dresses or whatever. It, it was kind of cool, and it felt special. And I think just shoehorning it into a wrestling episode just sort of ma- it, it, it waters down both halves, the award part and the normal sports entertainment part. Well, you mentioned that, the, I mean, the, the voting is rigged. I actually read that the WWE broke all kinds of records with their app download because of that. But, like, I, when uh, Michael Cole was explaining it, and I saw it the next day because uh, I don't have regular TV anymore, um, <laughs> my wife won't let me have it, but it's that's what has one. So when Michael Cole was talking about the iPhone app, I'm like, I have an Android phone. I can't even download that if I wanted to. I can't even chime in. Now, what I read and what I heard was that that whole awkward commercial thing was a way to, quote-unquote, tabulate votes and give you the illusion that they were tabulating your votes. So I'm not sure if that's the case, and that's why it was weird and what, what the commercials were off. But the clips that I saw, you know, they weren't too bad. I guess sitting there and watching the show for however many hours is just kind of a tedious and torturous. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, um, that's what I figured the commercials were for, because what they did was they would, uh, before the commercial break, they would say, here's the category, here's the nominees. Then you would go to the commercial, and then they'd come back and announce the winner. But to me, the smarter way, as Rick Skaya said on Online Onslaught, the smarter way to do it is you do an award, and then you basically say, here's what the next award is going to be, and then you do a match. At, rather than the stupid commercial breaks. You do a match, then do commercials, then you come out, present the next award, and then give the give the award after that. I mean, you know, that way you don't break up the show, you know, for people to use their apps, especially for the live crowd. That must have been a pain for the live crowd. I can't imagine what they were doing, you know, just sitting there for three minutes at a stretch just as they're tabulating votes. Seems crazy. Now, what I want to know, Pyro... How excited were you when uh, AJ won the Kiss of the Year? I so could not care less about that. <laughs> I, well, I, if it was, it's this action soap opera stuff needs to end. It, it needs to end fast. It needs to end now. There are openings with their. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I said it's never going to end. I'm sure if Melina had won Kiss of the Year, you would have a different reaction to that. Well, if Melina had won, I would still be watching the episode. I'd loop it so it would just play constantly 24 hours a day. And I'd, you know, I mean, that's why I'm sitting here doing this interview without pants. It's because of the yeah. Well, anyway. <laughs> We're really keeping the show PG on the now, anniversary here. We definitely are. Now, I guess we could talk a little current events when it comes to the world of wrestling. When you look at the whole TLC card that just passed, you know, the big feud seems to be right now Dolph Ziggler. Ziggler. <laughs> whatever his name is, and John Cena. Now, of course, uh, they have a new guy from NXT who debuts who looks like something from the 1980s, Biggie Langston, with that ridiculous <laughs> outfit. But, um, you know, you have that feud going on, and I think, you know, whenever Dolph does win the title, they'll probably have them trade the title, the World Heavyweight Championship, back and forth. But what I want to know is, and maybe you can help us, why is the Big Show World Heavyweight Champion? Why has he kept it for so long? 
Um, I, I think they can't really get it off him. He's, you know, what they call a division killer. He can't put most guys into a legitimate match with him and have him lose credibly. Sheamus is about the only guy on the roster who can do it. Everybody else, it would just look kind of weird. Like, you can't imagine Dolph Ziggler actually beating the Big Show in a fair match, you know. That's why he's got to use the uh, Money in the Bank briefcase. That's always been the problem with the really big guys like Show and Undertaker. They're division killers. It's tough to get titles off them. But, you know, whatever. It's the only way to spice up Big Show's character when they turned him heel and had him start dominating. He was getting pretty stale before that. That's a good point. Let me ask you another question. This is something that I was going to chime in on with the Slammies. Undertaker, Triple H uh, kind of alluded to it. Looks like he's going to wrestle again at WrestleMania. Joe and I hate this whole Undertaker once a year thing. What do you think about it, sir? Because it's really turning into he's only wrestling and only appearing once a year. Yeah, I, I love The Undertaker. He's in my top three of all time, but I even thought he was done a couple of years ago. He's he's definitely done. They need to just let him go away. Now, the thing is, Triple H said we haven't seen the last of him. I'm hoping what that means is that Taker is still going to pop up now and then, but not for WrestleMania, maybe not even for matches. It'll just kind of be around. I'm really hoping it doesn't mean another WrestleMania match. Me either, but I think what they're trying to do is String him along to WrestleMania 30, and he's going to retire at WrestleMania 30. Just my prediction, because it's going to probably be at uh, Madison Square Garden again, where it all begins uh, again and again and again. Well, I've actually heard and again. Read that Vince doesn't want to do small arenas anymore, so they're going to do a huge arena at WrestleMania 30. Oh. Okay. <laughs> there goes that. <laughs> there we go. So, uh, Pyro. Yes the WWE board decides to make Albert Del Rio a face out of nowhere. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah, it makes about as much sense as anything else they do. I, I don't I don't understand how the uh, crowd even re- didn't rebel against that whole thing because at least when I attended the show live a few, a couple months ago, uh, one month ago here in Dayton, um, the crowd was very pro 3MB. I think those guys are funny. Drew McIntyre's just killing the gimmick. So I find it weird that the crowd would cheer against them and for Del Rio. That just seems weird. So I don't know what the crowd is thinking. But, you know, I'm not usually on the same mindset as the rest of the crowd anyway. I can't stand Ryback. He's a total waste of oxygen. And, you know, you could stick any big dude in his place, except most other people actually have personalities. So, I clearly do not speak for the majority. I'm glad you touched on that because I'm not a fan of his either. I don't know what everybody sees in the guy. He's huge. He sounds like a fake Bill Goldberg, like he's trying to channel Bill Goldberg. And when he wrestles, you can literally see him blow up in the middle of the match to the point where it's like 30 seconds in and he's huffing and puffing. Exactly. I don't get his appeal. But I didn't get Goldberg's appeal. I've never... I, I don't know. I've never liked just the big bodybuilder, airheaded, do, uh, better not say that word on PG, jerk <laughs> that uh, Vince McMahon likes to uh, parade out there. I, I've never gotten it. I mean, that's why I don't like Orton. That's why I, you know, seen his character stale. That's why, you know, I'm interested in guys like Punk. Even Dolph, I've come around to Dolph lately for some reason. But there and Sandow, he's easily my absolute favorite of the new, new this new group. Um, so I don't know, but it seems to be what entertains fans, and you know, I guess fans can't be wrong. Yeah, I right. guess. <laughs> now listen, Pyro. 
um, listen, we, we really appreciate you joining us. I know you have some things that you have to do, and we do have a couple other guests that we have to get to. Um, we thank you so much because more than anybody, it's to the point where we don't even consider you a guest on the show anymore. You've been on the show so many times, and you chimed in so many times. Like Joe mentioned, you're basically part of the Pure Gold family, and we really appreciate you giving us uh, so much time over the years. And uh, by the way, you're fired for not coming on the show for like five months. <laughs> That's cool. I figure one of you guys will rehire me next week. But yeah. that's what I said. Uh, you know, next year, I promise I'm going to do whatever I can to be a bigger part, especially in the early part of the year because all my other crap is going to slow down. And besides, this way, if I happen to, you know, if one of my projects takes off, you guys will be among the first to know. And I, I mean that from the bottom of my, of my heart because I've this will sound cocky or whatever. I've said if I ever make it big, I want to, you know, reward or thank or whatever the people who have been with me from the beginning when I wasn't so big. So, you know, if I ever have a chance to pimp my merchandise or my book or whatever, Pure Gold is going to be one of the first places I do it. Well, listen, we appreciate that, sir. And uh, if you make it big, I'm retiring. So just keep that in mind. Pyro? Well, uh, I'll do that. (laughs) Have a good one, sir. Uh, You too, sir. Bye-bye. Folks, the one and only Pyro Falcon, and we go from a member of the family to someone who is basically a member of our extended family, Miss Arizona USA, the one and only Brittany Dawn Brennan. Brittany, how are you doing? <laughs> Listen, um, you know, of course, we appreciate you spending some time with us here on our two-year anniversary, and you've been on the show many times as well and been an amazing contributor. Now, since you're on the air, I want Joe to read our list of our absolute favorite um, beauty queen slash model personalities out of all the ones that we've had. So since you're on, we were going to do this before because a couple of them have already been on. But, Joe, give it to us. Brittany, let me just tell you, you are number one. <laughs> oh, shucks. <laughs> yeah, no doubt, no doubt. We have Anna Rodriguez as uh, a close, close second. <laughs> Morgan Willard, who joined us earlier in the show, Alicia Blanco, and Kay- no, Alicia uh, was also on Miss Arizona two years before. Yes, uh, Miss Brandon and Kaylin Wozniak. Wozniak, you are the worst. Now, Brittany, um, you know you've been on with us so many different things and so many different times. Tell us what has been your favorite PG moment over the past uh, year or two that you've been on with us. I have loved just about every moment, to be quite honest. <laughs> um, probably my controversial political segment I had with you guys. That was my favorite, just because it's something I'm really passionate about. And I appreciate you guys, Pure Gold, always listening to other people's opinions and their beliefs and not judging them, but instead supporting them um, for taking a stand for what they believe, whether it's your view or not. So that was probably my favorite. No, definitely. Uh, you know, that was one of my favorites, too. Now, of course, we always like to say, if you agree with us, then you're right. If you're not, then you don't. But, of course, we agree with you on, <laughs> on all the major topics and all the stuff that's important. Now, let me ask you this. I asked uh, a couple of our guests earlier, and I'm curious your take. Uh, Sheena Manin just got hit with a $5 million, uh, $5 million lawsuit. I saw that. I saw that. What do you think oh. about that? Now, she probably shouldn't have said anything, and I, I believe there's contracts and things that she signed, but – um. I think it's a bit extreme. I mean, I, I don't think she'll ever make enough money to ever pay that unless she sells her body to science. But give us your take on that. Um, I Well, 
I think, like, a few things, actually. First off, you know, whether or not that is true, which I don't think it is, I think she probably should have just kind of stuck it out and been a good sport and just kept her her mouth quiet a little bit. Um, Because, to be quite honest, you can never go against Donald and truly think you're going to win because he really does run a great business. He runs several great businesses. And, you know, you probably hired the best lawyers, has the best arguments, and I think it's unfortunate that, uh, I mean, he, you know, I think it's kind of ridiculous that Donald is having her pay $5 million because as a young girl who's getting ready to go into the workforce, that's kind of outrageous. Um, but, I, you know, at the same time, I think there should have been a little bit of grace there. Maybe Donald could have talked to her one-on-one um, and somehow settled it that way rather than a lawsuit. But, you know, I wish I could just take one side of the stand, like, I just can't. I just think it's unfortunate. Five million dollars is a lot of money, especially for a young girl to have to pay up. So I think it's sad, but at the same time, she probably shouldn't have said something that wasn't that true. Yeah, that's true, Brittany. One thing I want to touch upon because we always talk and talk in depth about certain uh, mainstream topics. We talked about the election. Let me ask you this, because this is what I thought about, and I want your take on this. All right, uh, President President Bush. His um, presidency was basically based on the legacy of 9-11 and how he dealt with 9-11 after with terrorists. Now you have this whole sad situation in Connecticut. Do you think the next four years President Obama will be defined on how he takes his stance on gun gun control? I think – well, I personally don't think he will leave that as big a legacy at all. Um, like Bush did, because when the tragedy with 9-11 happened, Bush focused on the families and the people of our nation, whereas Obama has used it as a political platform instead of focusing on those families. And I think Obama, in his head, thinks that if he says a few nice words or reads the scripture, that it's settling the emotions and feelings of those families, but that's not at all true. He's kind of used this as a platform for gun control, which I'm against and has kind of used it for his own agenda. You know what I mean? And I think at this point, instead of jumping the train less than a week before this happens, he should have been focusing more on the families, the tragedy itself, and, you know, probably working on counseling, getting counselors for those families, finding some other ways to comfort them rather than bring this as a political agenda against the entire nation and gun control. You know, it actually goes against our Constitution, the freedom to bear arms, and um, I think it's just the beginning of the next four years that we're getting ready to see, uh, where this is going to become a statehood, this is going to become a nation that's in fear of the government and is being manipulated. You know, that's interesting you mentioned that, because uh, someone who I never agree with on anything is Samuel Jackson, who I, you know, great actor, but a total nut job when it comes to a lot yes, of Yes, I just posted a quote of his on my Facebook, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly, and that's what I was going to touch on. Somebody else posted it, and I read about it. He said himself, and again, he's usually off on all the wall. He said gun control is not the issue. The issue is people who are not taught the value of human life. Yeah. Because he said he grew up in the South where everybody had guns and nobody shot anybody, and they weren't exactly. all shooting each other up and stuff. So for him to make such a poignant statement when he is a part of the liberal Hollywood, you know, leftist, whatever you want to call it, but for him to really go against what their mainstream would say really struck me as, as interesting, and I have to commend him for that. Exactly. I do, too. And there was another quote I actually uh, read and posted, and it says, 
uh, keeping God in schools will keep guns out of school. And, you know, it really starts with our youth. It starts with that generation. And uh, we have wonderful teachers in our systems who are willing to spend their entire lives preparing us for our future. And the fact that we've taken God out of our schools, I don't even know if schools really do the Pledge of Allegiance anymore. Um, kids don't really have the respect for family, for value, and for America in general. So I think that's really unfortunate um, that we've taken out prayer, we've taken the Ten Commandments out of places, and we're just starting to see kind of um, an avalanche, if you will, of the ramifications of doing that. And you know what? Obama does not care at all. He's going to Hawaii for Christmas. So we'll be paying $30 million for that vacation. <laughs> now, that's another thing. Um, what baffles me is if you don't get the job done at any job, they're not going to say, hey, go on vacation. I don't get how the president, I don't get how Congress, I don't get how any of these goofs are going on any Christmas vacation. The president just say, you know what, until we figure out this financial crisis, nobody's going exactly. on vacation, including me. Exactly. And you know what? It always starts from the top, no matter what kind of business you run or what kind of government. It starts from the top, whether it's the owner, the manager, whatever. Um, and I think the president obviously sets a terrible example um, for the government. I know plenty. I worked in D.C. one summer. I interned for two senators, Thune and Boehner. And I also worked with Marco Rubio. And they're the type of men that really would work 24 hours on Christmas Day if they knew it was going to fix that problem. And I also worked with Romney. I was at the Romney rally, the victory rally, and he is that type of a man as well. If he were president, he would not be taking a vacation. He would be staying home to figure out the fiscal cliff and probably would throw some kind of a Christmas celebration for those families in Connecticut. And you don't see Obama doing any of that. Instead, he's using up breaking news airtime on the news in order to talk about his stupid gun control plan, which is just another ramification of stupid people voting him in office. That was probably what uh, to say. Whatever. That's a really good point. <laughs> and you mentioned uh, Marco Rubio and, of course, uh, John Boehner. Now, I mentioned this uh, when the when the whole you know, election happened. I think a big part of what the Republican Party needs to do is to focus on the Hispanics because the black uh, community really is probably going to be lost. But if they can focus on Hispanics and get people like Marco Rubio out to the front of the party, exactly. they may win over that huge segment of society. And Hispanics are basically going to become the number one minority in this country very soon. And my wife and I always talk about this. Um, you know, there needs to be a new face of the franchise, as it were, and hopefully that will happen sometime in the near future. But, of course, you know, whenever we have you on, somehow, someway, we always get into political talk, which is That's fascinating. Annoying. You're basically our political correspondent. But, oh, hey, I'm okay with that. <laughs> no, Marco Rubio, I heard talk just about, let's say, three or four times a week when I was working in D.C., and his story is unbelievable. He has that relatability factor. You can honestly walk up to him, start a conversation, and feel completely comfortable. But he also, he also, um, he also has that stamina to get the Latino vote and to get the women vote. And he has an amazing story, and I really hope to see him as president in 2016. Well, hopefully, you know that'll be the case. Now, Brittany, before we let you go. Is there anything uh, going on in your life personally, anything exciting that you can share with us? Well, I, I, mean, I know it's your anniversary, so this is all about you guys. But I just want to say thank you so much for having me on. You guys have been such a great support system on air and off air. You guys really have been the absolute nicest in terms of your emails and support and all that. And I just want to say congratulations to you guys for running a honest and true company radio station. I know it's difficult, but it truly does mean a world of a difference. So 
of us flounders who do believe still in America. Well, I can tell you that nicer words to us have never been spoken. And, uh, you know, we really appreciate that, Brittany. And, of course, it's, it really is always a pleasure to have you on. And you're always welcome to at any time. I extended this earlier to some of our guests. I'm pretty sure Joe's uh, going to be quitting soon. And, you know, he can't take the pain anymore. So if we need uh, a guest host, I'll make, sure to, I'll make sure to get in touch with you. <laughs> sounds good. I'll be waiting for that call. <laughs> Brittany, have a wonderful evening you over too. there in Thanks, Arizona. Guys. And thank you very much for joining us. Thanks so much. Take care. Bye. And you see why Brittany is one of our absolute favorites and one of our top five favorite guests of our beauty pageant winners. What's amazing, sir, is that we are celebrating our two-year anniversary tonight here, Pure Gold, 714-364-4721. The Man of a Thousand Lights, Two Million Lights is on the air. I think we should just get him on. Oh, you're absolutely right. He is on. Folks, it's been a long time. I don't even remember the last time he was on this show, but it's been way too long. Jarrett Foster, the man of a billion balls. How are you doing, sir? Good, good, good. How are we? How are we? How are you guys doing? Two years. We're doing good. Listen, um, you know, we always appreciate you coming on the show. Now, you missed a list that we were playing before when you were originally going to call in, and we had our top five favorite all-time wrestlers who have ever been on this show, and... uh Joe pretty much put you at the top of that list, sir. What is he drinking? <laughs> well, we're I think some Coke, but I'm not sure what what's actually in there right now. Seriously, well, 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 in that sense, then I am honored. Well, it should be your honor, but I am honored at the same time. Of course. Now listen, I am, I not, I am nowhere near going to be as nice as your last guest. We know this. Oh well, that, this is very true. It's actually so. Let the compliments flow towards me. And let's acknowledge how, you know, this two years is because of me. You know, let, <laughs> that's let, actually let, a good point, sir. Because I'm looking at our website. The last time you were on our airwaves, the last time you graced us with your presence was back in April. What has been going on in your life um, professionally? Anything you can share? It's been a long time. So what's been going on with you? You know, it's 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 been a crazy time since April. We uh, a lot of things. It's a roller coaster ride, up and down. Personal life, wrestling life, professional life. Everything's been uh, a little crazy. All for the better, I would say. Uh, where I'm at now, as far as wrestling, you know, I'm focusing uh, still with uh, my tag partner. Um, you know, Aaron Stride, and we still have glitz and glamour, and you know, we have the tag belts and multiple. Uh, different promotions, you know, spreading our name out there. We got T-shirts and our website off the ground and T-shirt sales up and linking sunglasses up. So as far as merchandising and getting our name out there, I think we've done pretty well um, as far as wrestling goes. You know, still cracking in, cracking the case with, you know, trying to get into any of these, you know, professional companies. Obviously always an uphill battle, but, you know, we uh, we both do very well um in our personal life as well for our, you know, what you would call the day job. So, and, and those have taken off, you know, pretty well for both of us at the same time. So we're just trying to stay on board of this roller coaster and keep it going. But, you know, as far as me, uh, I, I, since April, blessed. I can't really complain. Wrestling's been great. Promotions have been, you know, acknowledging the idea that we are workers and we are great on the mic and we are great showmen. And, and we've been, you know, I guess representing their companies well, uh, obviously, by putting the straps on us at several locations. So, I mean, that that I can say for sure. Uh, and we're just conti- continue to push along. 
Things are good, bright lights. Let me ask you this. You've been on you've been in different wrestling organizations, you've been on different shows. What do you uh, how do I say this? Why you why do you like pure gold and do you think it's it's big better or worse or the same as shows that the WWE have that you've been on? Well, as far as radio shows? Yes. Um, Pure Goal is pretty simple. I mean, I mean, I guess from listening back when you know you guys first started to now and and, and staying current, um, uh, you, you guys are. It's not just you know, it's not just wrestling. It's anything that matters. It's you know, it's it's for good causes. There's you know, you hit hot topics. You guys are you know very respectful as far as hosts uh, hosts go and and giving people the time of day. And uh, I, I got to say, all around um, in a whole. It's all positives, you know. I mean, I've been on many of them, and you have disrespectful guys. You have guys who are there to embarrass. You have guys who are there to, you know, do their interviews and get, you know, some buzz and trying to get listeners in crazy, crazy, crazy ways. Um, talking about things that shouldn't be talked about, you know, saying things that shouldn't be said. And you guys always keep it fair, and you guys always, um, you know, I feel like you respect, for me, again, you respect your guests, um uh, and, and continue to put out, you know, entertaining uh, different pieces every time you get on. And that's that's what I like about anything, any kind of show, any kind of radio show. It's got to be different. It's got to be new. got to be fresh every time. Uh, and you guys seem to do that. And what it obviously shows, if you look at your list of guests that have been on here, it's a constant from sports to actors to actresses to comedians to everything you can think of is on your show. So, I mean, that being said, when everything's covered and you can hit a – Oh my God, my language. Sorry. You can hit a, uh, a fan base all over the place, uh, depending on what it is, and you can tap into those resources anytime you can. That to me shows promise, and that's what I feel like you guys do. Well, of course, this is like the sixth time you've been on this show, and I was waiting for the bomb to drop. And there it goes. That of course will not make it to our uh, edited show later on. But it's interesting, Jared, because. You know, again, you've been on the show many times, more than just about anybody else, when you look at our list of guests, the veritable laundry list, and you said something key. You talked about respecting our guests. We really do, because you know what? You guys are taking your time out. We're not paying you, you know, for you to come on our program to talk about whatever it is you want to talk about or whatever is interesting to the fans. So that's why we do respect our guests, and that's why we appreciate them coming on. I mean, you know, someone of your stature in life, you know, to – to grace us with his uh, his greatness, I mean, it really is just, uh, I can't even begin to tell you words. Can't even, they fail me. Well, I just, see, listen, the more you blow smoke up my butt, the more I want to keep calling back in. So I don't give a crap what you keep spewing out of your mouth. Keep it coming, because you obviously get the job done and kiss my ass enough where I'm going to come back. So that's why I, let's just be real. That's the only reason why I keep coming. When I feel I'm down in the dumps, I say, how can I get on to your goal? Because these guys are going to lie to my face. They're going to tell me everything I want to hear, and my ego goes through the roof, and that's why I'm really here. If everybody, you know, anybody listening really wants to know, that, that's your job. I say, Dave and Joe, let's do this. Bright lights need to pick, bright lights need to pick me up. So, I mean, that, 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 that's how it works. And you know what it is, too, guys, to be honest. Listen, I'm in, you know, besides this, I know you guys know personally, obviously, uh, besides the wrestling, I'm in the entertainment business. Um, I work for a pretty reputable company, um, so radio, TV, TV show, websites, you know, I'm involved in that every day. It's what I've been doing for six years of my life, um, and, and with that being said, I, I and I said this to you guys when I first started listening and first started calling in, you have something going, 
and, and it's obvious going as long as you're going, I think bigger and better things are still ahead, and I just hope that you guys keep plugging away and doing what you have to do, and that's why I, I keep participating and doing whatever I can because, you know, there, there's a brighter future out there for everyone, uh, and you just got to keep plugging away, and I think you guys are doing all the right things, and uh, it's obviously paying off and showing. So. Well, Brett, let's, like I said, we don't pay you, but it seems like we do after that compliment. <laughs> But well, I, we can honestly, keep lying to the whenever, people who are listening too. Yes, I received checks from Pure Gold, so I'm just going to say it. I'm and if they haven't been if they haven't been getting paid, well, then they're doing something wrong. <laughs> but but bright lights, I'm going to be honest with you. Whenever you want to plug anything, a big show on the weekend or anything that's coming up that you want to plug on our show, you are more than welcome to call in at any time, and we will put you on. Awesome. Awesome. I appreciate that. I I never really bite the hand that feeds me, so to speak, so I always want to do whatever I can for, you know, when's asked, but I will definitely take you up on that. Um, so, so far now, I mean, I don't know, I, I wasn't uh, able to listen to the whole show, so I want to know what was covered really quick, but what, uh, how has two years now, This am I right about two years? It's been two years. Yeah. How has... How has in this two years your listeners, your viewers, you know, however you rate that, how have they gone up? How is your, how is the show doing? Well, I can tell you honestly, from the very beginning, our very first episode, which was uh, December sixteenth, two thousand ten, we had um, at this point it's probably like a hundred people who listened, but at that time I think we had like double digits, maybe twelve, and it was the first wow. time we had ever done it. Back then our show was, um, you know, thirty minutes. It was, uh, you know, just us goofing around, and we had no idea what we were doing. But one of our guests who unfortunately was not able to join us, and she sent me an insanely long email apologizing profusely for not being able to come on. She was on with us about a month or so ago, and our listeners from the past six months or so have grown to the point where we're getting in the multiple thousands every show. And that specific episode almost got to 3,000, which at this point is our high mark. And... um you know, in just a two-year time, we've gone from 12, 15 listens to, you know, 25, 2,800 people on any given night. So, you know, it really has improved. If not, we would have quit a long time ago. Right, right. Well, that that's like 3,000 people with massive headaches after your show. So I give you credit. <laughs> I give you serious oh, credit. But listen, um, you know... Uh, Whatever I can do to help, like I said, you know I'm in the entertainment business, and, and and I say this on the air because I, you know, I just want to put it out there that I'm, I, I give you my brand, you know, my stamp of approval, and I know, I know some pretty high profile people uh, in in many different businesses, and I would love to get one of them on here to spike this, have them tweet it that they're going to be on, and have them spike this to five or ten thousand or twenty thousand. Let's get that going. And I don't know why we haven't gone down that route yet. You had some famous people on here, but we need somebody to freaking set this place on fire. So let's uh, let's talk about doing something that you know as a two-year gift from me. Um, <laughs> you know, let let let's let's name the guest and see if we can get them on. But I think that's all. No, of course. Just to go, this goes from five, you know, two thousand to you know twenty thousand, and that's it. You know, that's all it takes. But no. you guys are doing awesome. You guys are really doing awesome. No, definitely, Jared. We appreciate that. And of course, you and I, uh, you have my number. We can talk off the air. It would be great to have one sure. of your uh, your peeps, as it were, on. And, of course, we appreciate you for joining us tonight. Um, you know, we have another guest we have to get to on hold. But uh, it's always a pleasure, and just uh, let's keep breaking records, my friend. Let's do it, brother. Well, congratulations on the two years. And, like, I don't care who the guest is after me. They're not more important. But let's just, uh, you know, let's, let's be real. Um, I look forward to calling in again, and uh, you're welcome for having me on. <laughs> Thank you so much, sir. The pleasure is ours, of course. 
Take care. <laughs> Take care, folks. That was the one and only Bradley Jarrett Foster. And we are now joined by the one and only, the incomparable actress extraordinaire, one of our absolute favorite guests ever, Laura Jean Salerno. How are you doing this evening? Hello. Hello. Can you hear me? Am I, am yes. I on? Yes, you are. You know what's Look funny, at that. So who, wait, wait a minute. Who was just saying that I, I'm not important and I shouldn't call in? Wait, hold well, up. That That's one of our um, guests. He is an egomaniac, as it were. So if that's what we're, the route that we're going, um, he's definitely there. Now, I think Joe's looking for a soundbite here. And uh, you want to play it, sir? I mean, you have Laura Jean on hold, so let, let, let's put her on. Yeah, Laura, this is probably one of the funniest. I think this is the one. Hold on a second. Can you hear me? Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Laura Jean Salerno, and right now we are coming to you live from the Connecticut School of Broadcasting That's in Hasbrook Heights, New Jersey. It's Pure Gold with your host, David and Joe. <laughs> That's actually, I think you were looking for one of these, Sarah. Okay. Let's see if this is the one. Hey, guys, you are fun. listening to Pure Gold Radio. David and Joe are keeping you in the loop on all things sports and entertainment. And I'm actress Laura Jean Salerno, and I approve this message. <laughs> <laughs> Laura Jean, those of you listening, oh, wow. is actually the queen of voiceovers and promos for this show. She has done oh. more work for us than anyone, except for Anna Rodriguez. She's a close second, but Laura's are, are amazingly hilarious. Now, you talk about being amazingly hilarious, and it's funny because you were on this show on our 99th episode. Which that is was, correct. Was right before our 100th episode. Now, it's been a long, <laughs> it's been a long time. What have you been up to in the time since we last spoke with you? It has been a hot minute. Um, keeping keeping really busy out here in L.A., which is um, nice, uh, which is good. Yeah, I've been working on a bunch of different projects, which I've been really excited about. So I worked on an amazing music video for a new up-and-coming artist, uh, Justin Mortaliti, who's um, currently the lead in Rock of Ages in Las Vegas, and he has a solo career coming out, which is really exciting. So I did that. Um, Most recently, I have a, which you'll be able to see in this upcoming January, I have a a nice episode with Miss Betty White and Betty White's show, Off Their Rockers, um, which I'm really excited about. That returns to um, NBC in January on the 8th. So I will be working with Miss Betty White, which is exciting, a big thrill for me. So, yeah. Let me ask you. What was that yeah. like? Because Betty White has become an icon now, but I remember her from watching Golden Girls, which I don't care what anybody says, one of the greatest shows ever. Hilarious. It I is. love that show. Yeah. Um, what was it like for you to work with someone who was an icon in her day and then also now who just out of nowhere, you know, for the past several years has become an icon again of someone again, who's absolutely. Betty White who's like 90 years old? She Yeah. Oh, she is 91 years old. She is quick as a whip. She has a very dirty sense of humor, (laughs) Um, and she literally was the most generous, lovely delight of a woman you can ever meet. She's literally like everybody's grandma. She's loving on set and super generous, and it was, for me, being somebody who works in comedy and wants to do comedy, you know, for the majority of my my professional work, it was, you know, a huge thrill, and for me, uh, on my bucket list of wow, that's something, somebody that I would love to work with, but the likelihood of that happening is, you know, who knows. And then I, I have that wonderful opportunity to get to work with her. Um, 
she was awesome. And she was so cool on set and really generous. And we had a great time and we were joking around and having fun. And uh, she is a constant professional. She, like, pioneered women in television um, back in the day. So that was a cool thrill for me to get to work with her. So psyched. You speak about having a good time. And whenever you come on our show, Laura Jean, I know that I have a great time. I know Dave does. The the connection that we have is that you went to high school with Dave. This is only the second time she's been on the show. Yes. I know. Um, Let me get to my point now. But it was memorable, and I'm a delight. (laughs) Yes. You're very famous. You're very popular in Hollywood. You've been on a lot of shows, a lot of radio shows. What makes your visit, what, what do you think separates Pure Gold from any other show that you've been on? I think there's, uh, well, the quality, number one. You guys are genuine. I think that's always nice. Um, you're not blowing smoke up anyone's tuchus, which I think is good. Uh, and I, I think you generally care to have interest in, in what's going on and being up to date with what's current. So I think that's really cool. And being around what's next. I think that's most important. I think the best part, is that we have you and all our other guests so fooled to think that we're nice guys and to think that, you know, we're these genuine great guys. It really is awesome, and it goes to show you that we should be in Hollywood because we are the best actors. Now, um, I always touch on this. You know, Joe and I, we've talked about this, and this is literally uh, me not blowing smoke and anyone's rear end, but we always talk about our favorite guests ever. And Joe always mentions – he. Me. He has a horrific memory, so it's nothing personal. He can never remember the name of whoever it is. But he's like, you know, the girl you went to school with, uh, what's her name, Laura something? She was great. She was hilarious. <laughs> now, I want Joe to read our all-time favorite list of of guests. Or Where does she fall, sir? She's in the Where am I on this? Correct? Be yeah. honest. Be uh, honest. I'm You're looking here, Lord too. We did the top ten uh, earlier today, and look, she's at number one. She's at number one. <gasps> yeah, that's awesome. And are you going to tell the next guest the same thing, too? Because don't make me come over there. Well, what's funny is our next guest actually is also on the same list. She's also one of our favorite guests. So, uh, yeah, we're going to call her the same thing. But you are definitely up there. Now, um, I know you're busy and you have so many different things to do out there in the lovely land of uh, of Hollywood, California, yes. et cetera, et cetera. Now, do you have anything other than the Betty White, which, of course, has got to be like a career highlight for you, do you have anything else coming that we may know of? Or, I mean, are you going to be, like, uh, doing anything exciting? Um, right now, I just got word from my representatives today that I am a basic – it's called pinned out here, which means I'm on hold, so they didn't know my um, dates of when I'm shooting yet. But it looks like I will be on a soap in January as well. So I don't know. I can't say too much on it yet, which is so lame. But I don't want to. I don't want to count my chickens before they hatch, basically. But it looks like in January I will be doing a soap as well. So that should be coming, and more news on that when I have more information. That's always interesting because people having guests on and talking to them, and then they say, "Well, I have this thing that I'm doing, but I can't tell you what it is." And I'm yeah. really excited, but I'm legally bound, uh, you know, they'll take my soul if I say anything. If I so, say it before it happens. But let's just exactly. say I wasn't allowed to book my flight back to see my folks for Christmas because they changed my, my shoot dates. <laughs> oh, so, wow. 
It was either going to be shooting before the holidays, and now it looks like it's going to be shooting right after. I'll be shooting um, right in the beginning of January. So, but yeah, I, I will be doing that in January. So, nice little episode of Betty White, and I got some soap stuff coming up. So, I'm looking forward to a fruitful 2013. I would, I would say. <laughs> it won't be long, Laura Jean, before we introduce you next time you come on the show as Emmy Award winning. Lord Jesus. Uh, I would love that. From your lips to God's ears. Yes. Yeah, we definitely would love that too because that just makes our show even greater having uh, super famous people on, right. which is really the reason that we have people on. Now, Laura, uh, I can't thank you yes. enough. Um, as always, a pleasure. You know, I know that, um, you know, we can't have you on for as long as we would like, but once I fire my co host, I mean, you know, you're on a, on a very short list of people I'm on a short all who have head. appeared today. Uh, of replacing him. Fantastic. I'm happy to audition. Let me know when that is. I will be there with bells on. <laughs> of course. Listen, Laura, thank you so much, and uh, we definitely look forward to big things for you. And um, if you if you would like, you can always send us uh, money for helping you get promoted and, you know, giving you a, a greater platform for you to share your greatness. <laughs> Fantastic. The check is already in the mail. I, I guess the address must be oh, – that's so strange how that happened. <laughs> So awkward. So that's weird. It must be a bad connection there. It, yeah. Whoa. It must be. It, isn't it, though? <laughs> no, in all seriousness, guys, um, happy anniversary to the two of you. Two two years. Congratulations. That's very romantic. And I, um, you know, wedded bliss for you. I, apparently the honeymoon stage is over, so now I guess somebody's sleeping on the couch. But um, I full, you know, year for the two of you, and thank you, of course, for having me on always, and I wish you guys many more and best of luck, okay? Thank you so much, Laura Jean. You're the best. Always remember that. Have a, have a good one, guys. Bye. You too. Take care. And going from the best to another one we would classify as the best, one of our absolute all-time favorite guests ever in the history of this show, we are joined by the one and only, and that's actually the first time that I've said that today, amazingly enough, because we've had like nine guests on, Lisa Mateo is joining us. Lisa, how are you doing? I'm good. You sure you're talking about me? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You know, it's funny. Um, our previous guest, Joe and I came up with all these different lists of favorite people in each category, and okay. our previous guest is in our top ten of our favorite entertainment guests. Now, um, we had to expand our list because there were so many people that we love, but you are actually listed, according to what he has here, as the first person. I don't know if he did this in alphabetical order, but it doesn't look like it. Yeah. You are one of our absolute top ten favorites, number one with the bullet, entertainment guest. How does that feel? How honored are you to be up My there? My God. I don't, I've, never heard, I've never been told that before. Thank you, seriously. Oh, my gosh. Happy anniversary to you guys. How you doing? Oh, we're doing awesome. It's been nice. two amazing years with amazing guests, and you were pretty much on the show like a month ago, so it's great. I know. <laughs> How was your Thanksgiving, by the way? How was uh, all the food? Did you it was good, yeah. Out? We had a lot of food, getting ready for Christmas now, so... Well, I've been trying to get my last-minute shopping in. You know how that is. <laughs> oh, of course. Um, so I'm sure we'll be expecting something in the mail as well. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> now, Lisa, oh, um, it's actually been about a month since you did come on. Uh, have You've had a couple of other guests on your amazing show, Tastemakers. Um, yeah. I think it's Andrew Bernhardt on recently. Did you mm – -hmm. are the rumors true? Did you not have your co – one of your co-anchors uh, – 
So, Kanye Christian, I, what, on yourself? Yeah, I did. It was funny because I got to turn the tables on her and actually ask her the questions. <laughs> that was actually kind of fun. But I did. We went to this great Indian restaurant, and I've had Indian food, but not like that. That was really good. <laughs> How does it compare to Hispanic food? Um, it's a different spice. Like I, I had to kind of get used to it a little bit because it's you know the curry, so it was it was a little different spice. But I mean, I like it. I mean, you know, I can't compare it to Spanish food because that's number one on my list. But it was it was really good. Not too bad. I mean, I've tried so many different kind of foods. It's it's incredible. <laughs> now, Lisa, when we started out Pure Gold about two years ago, me and Dave, um, we would talk about things off the air. We'd be like, "Wow, that guest was great." What we love about you, Lisa, is that you're you're fun. You're honest. You're you're just a fresh a breath of, what breath of fresh air. Aww, thank air. you. And I actually stayed up at eleven o'clock to watch a Seinfeld episode on Channel Eleven, and I DVR'd it. I haven't erased it yet because there's a commercial with you uh, promoing uh, tastemakers. And every time <laughs> I, um, I watch that episode, I'm I'm telling my wife, "That's Lisa Mateo. You got to watch your film." <laughs> totally. I mean, we're having a great time. It's you know, it's coming. The end of the season is coming up, but um, we're still doing good. We're doing um, you know, we have taping something with Artie Lang tomorrow. Used to be with Howard Stern, and you know, it's just it's it's just a you know a fun group of people that I've been able to sit and talk with, and yeah, it's just it's really been a blast. I've been having a lot of fun with it. It's been a lot of work, but <laughs> you know how that is. <laughs> well, actually, we don't because we don't really put a lot of work into just about anything. <laughs> But Lisa, let me ask you, um, being as someone, this is now I think your third time you've been on the show, um, why do you keep coming back? Because that's something that I, I, I'm curious about. You yeah. have so many other better things to be doing. That's a great question. That's so funny that you asked that. Oh, my God. You guys are too much. No, you know what it is? I just, I, I remember, like, starting out, like, I, you know, I always wanted, I was always asking people, oh, can you help me with this? Can you help me with that? And, you know, people were so gracious with me and, and so great with me in, in the business. And, you know, it's just, it's paying it forward, you know? Like, you know, you help me, I help you. It's the same thing. <laughs> you know, it, it's, that's exactly what it's all about, you know? And, and it's great. You guys are fun to talk with. I mean, you're hysterical. And I just, like, it's just like talking with friends, like just having a conversation. <laughs> so so basically you're hoping to take advantage of us and make some money off of that. That's what it comes down to. <laughs> become famous and maybe we have a show on a, a bigger radio station or maybe on Sirius. Maybe we'll make an appearance on Tastemakers. There we go. See, then you guys can come with me in the truck. Exactly. Now, where would you take me? Where would we go? What restaurant? Ah. Well, there's this place that Joe always talks about. And again, he and I have been friends for a very long time. Uh, you touched on that last time you were on the show. And um, what's the name of that Italian restaurant you and your wife love to go to? I'm sure that you've heard of it. It's in Rutherford, New Jersey. The place is named mm-hmm. Paisano's. Oh, yeah, I do. Oh, Rutherford. Okay, good, good. I know where that is. Paisano's. We oh, I grew there. up in Leonia, so I grew up in Leonia, not too far. <laughs> okay, okay. Oh, That's where we're very we cool. We have a good time. So we go Paisano's. What would you give me? Spaghetti meatballs, would, what are we having? <laughs> no, we start off with the, the calamar that's made with a ginger balsamic vinaigrette. And we we have some uh, money guts and some what Chateaubriand? I don't know. We, we, we wow! <laughs> All right, I'm liking it. <laughs> and Joe actually is extremely Italian, and he gets upset whenever I call um, pasta sauce anything other than gravy. And you know, we, we he's actually been furious with me because I like Olive Garden, 
which to him is oh no yeah it's spitting in the face of his italian heritage um and it's interesting because i love italian food being hispanic my wife always rips me she's like what are you hispanic what are you italian i mean you know you like all this stuff i'm a huge lasagna guy uh i love cannolis i should be eating one of those right now but um, Joe always talks about this place. I figured that would be the place that we would go to, you know, in, in like uh, a year when we're famous and making millions, and then we can, uh, of course, pay you for being on the show. <laughs> oh gosh, <laughs> I'm telling you, you guys, I'm telling you, it's, it's gonna happen. I'm telling you, you watch because you have that chemistry. Watch, you just watch. Two, there's only been two years you've been on the radio, so look at that. I mean, come on. <laughs> well. Amazingly, and we touched on this earlier, if you had heard our first episode, you would have said these guys won't last two weeks because it was <laughs> terrible. It was horrific radio, train wreck worthy. But, um, oh. now, you know, we have guests on the air. I know this is going to sound bad, but we'll just we, we'll wing half of our interviews because we know so much stuff about what's going on that, right. you know, we spent hours researching. But, uh, you know, once we had you on, I said, that's it. That's the pinnacle. We have nowhere to go but down from here. So I'm going to stop preparing for guests. <laughs> now you got to start preparing. <laughs> yeah, that pretty much that work after we had you on the first time. Um, now, I'm pretty sure you're at the point where you're probably wrapping up uh, your episodes for your show. Now, what's next, yeah. other than, like, you know, a 10-year syndication deal, what's next for Lisa Mateo? I mean, I know you mentioned oh something God. last time about acting, the last uh, interview that we had. I mean... What is going on, other than Christmas and all these presents and stuff and you playing Santa Claus, um, what's going on in the life of Lisa Mateo? Wow. Uh, well, right now, yeah, we're wrapping up Tastemakers. And then from there on, I'm just, you know, I'm strict on the morning show. Um, but it's going to be rough. I mean, I start school. I'm going back to school for meteorology in January, so going for my second bachelor's. And that's going to oh, take wow. up a lot of time, too. <laughs> so... Yeah, I mean, you know, we'll see, we'll see how it goes, and you know, I'm, I got, I'm, I got maybe another like two years, and I'll be done with that. So, oh wow, uh, that's what I'm. I don't understand. I know it's crazy. Now. I never thought I'd be taking like calculus again. Like, why would I do that to myself? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why anybody would ever take calculus. But what's interesting <laughs> is that every time we talk to you, you have like another project that you're doing, and you're even busier than when we originally spoke to you. I honestly don't know how you find the time to do this. Oh gosh, I, yeah, neither do I. It's it's tough. It's all about I don't know, getting four hours sleep. That's all you gotta do. <laughs> but but you, it's you just said, you know, just try to manage it. You do what you can. It's it's a little rough, but I mean, I just look forward to my weekends. <laughs> but you see, Lisa, that's why we. Um, I mentioned this to two guests ago. That's why we respect our guests and someone like you that is so busy. We really appreciate you taking, even if it's five minutes. Uh, joining us on our show and just, uh, you know, having a chance. Because if you weren't a good guest, and believe me, we've we've had a couple of them, a very small handful, but if you weren't such a great guest, we would have never said, hey, let's have her on again and again and again. And, um, you know, you're you're awesome. We think you're extremely talented, and it's not something we tell you just because you come on the air. I mean, you know, the check is in the mail, of course, uh, for being on the show. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, we love you. Joe is telling me he's tearing up over here because he's so emotional right now. Give me a tissue. Oh, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Go to Paisano. Well, You'll be fine. <laughs> of course. We'll, we'll be going there soon. Lisa, we thank you so much. You know, go do whatever it is that you do in your spare you time. It. I know. Hard. 
finished cooking dinner. I got, I'm making some coquito for people at work tomorrow. It's crazy. <laughs> very, very interesting. I, I remember that from when I was a kid visiting my yeah. relatives in Puerto Rico. Mm-hmm. It's delicious. They tried it, and they were like, you got to make us more. I was like, all right, tomorrow, and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> well, Lisa, have a lovely <laughs> evening, and uh, hopefully we'll talk to you soon. All right. Thanks, guys. Happy anniversary. Thank you. Okay, Have bye. a wonderful one. Merry Christmas, by the way. You too. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Take care. <laughs> Folks, the one and only, the incomparable, the woman, the myth, the legend, Lisa Mateo. And um, Laura Jean just sent me a text message. I'm not even sure if I can read this, but I'll read it anyway. She just said that she got the official word. Um, she will be shooting Days of Our Lives. Oh, wow. So she will be coming up in January, so that's pretty exciting for her to be on such an uh, amazing soap opera. That is great news for Laura Jean Solano. Congratulations. So as we, what do we have, like 15 minutes to wrap up the show? A big part of our show early on was getting calls from, you know, Todd. Eventually he had his own segment called Todd's Take, and that's the that's segment when you would basically just leave the studio and uh, drop a steamy one as you... <laughs> really needs you right now. I know you do. So Is he calling in? Uh, I think Todd's calling in within the next 30 seconds. But, you know, Todd, another part of the PG family, always brought the take with a Todd's twist, if you will. So it's always good to hear Todd. Uh, he'll be calling shortly. I think his take is probably going to be on the New York Jets, maybe. Well, let's find out. Is this his new number? This might be his new number. Uh, let's see. Um, let's see who this is here. Is, is this Todd? Todd. Todd. Hello? Hey, guys. How are you doing tonight? <laughs> hey. Todd, what were you doing? I'm doing pretty well, guys. Happy anniversary. No, you're, you're a lousy Jeff fan like me. We're miserable. The season's over. I, I totally disagree, Joe. As much as I hate to see the team lose, the team had to lose. If there, there could not possibly be any way that we could, in our right minds, go to the playoffs or even be even the same conversation. If the Jets were to make the playoffs this year, it would justify the season. This season was an abomination, and it had to end this way, with Sanchez fumbling the football. It was a perfect ending to the season. Uh, I agree and with to you. his career. No, I, I agree with you. This season has been dysfunctional from – so many points of view, bringing Tebow in, making it seem like he's going to be the answer to this offense, to Santonio Holmes being a cancer on the team, um, Rex Ryan not taking a big part in the offense, Tony Brown not the right fit. I'm going to let you do your Todd's take, and then uh, we'll talk about anything else about pure goal related. Well, my take actually, surprisingly enough, is not sports related. Okay. <laughs> so what I wanted to uh, – what I wanted to talk to you guys about tonight is, uh, you know, I, I know that you guys have, have been very cautiously uh, alluding to the fact that I have had a very, very difficult year this year. Um, just to kind of bring the fans in on this, you know, uh, I lost my job. My father passed away. Um, it's, it's just been a really, really tough year for me this year. But, in light of recent events, when I, I think about what has happened to hundreds of thousands of people, the victims of Sandy, and then compiled on top of that, 
the recent events in Newtown, Connecticut at Sandy Hook School. My little meager existence pales in comparison to the pain and the agony that these people must be feeling. So at this time of year, and it shouldn't just be this time of year, it should be every day of your life, but especially at this time of year, hold your loved ones close. Reach out to those in need. Help someone, please. It's not just good advice to give. It's good advice to be taken. Todd, I just gave uh, Dave a hug, and uh, he gave me the ugliest look ever. <laughs> but, but seriously, um, you've been on the show from the beginning. I know that you have been on lately because of uh, things in your personal life, but we really thank you. What I want to know is, what made you come on to the show? What made you want to be part of the family? We're honored that you're part of our family. We've named you like your number one at, next to me and DG as like <laughs> TG family. You are definitely family. But what do you love about the show? And we just want to say thank you again. Well, it's the, it's the honest talk. That's what I really enjoy. You know what I mean? You don't have to be shocking. You don't have to be controversial. You just have to be honest. And that's what makes the show entertaining. And I think that's why people listen to the show. I know it's why I listen to the show, and it's why I wanted to be a part of it. You can be funny just by being honest. Wow, that's that's really awesome. As Dave comes back from the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> no, listen, that is some honesty. That is, it's true. Listen, you know, you have been a huge part of the show, and, you know, Joe and I always talk about you being the unofficial third member. I do love how Joe said, other than me and him, you're a part of the family, and how we're part of the family, I don't know, because we are the show, so I don't know how we would be related to ourselves. But, it's possible. you know, you really, <laughs> you're such a weirdo. You have been a, a huge contributor to the show. You have appeared on the show, other than the British lady at the beginning of the show. You've been on more episodes than anybody else, which, of course, <laughs> is, uh, you know, an honor, yours, of course. And, uh, yeah, I mean, hopefully in 2013, things will turn around for you, and... You know, hopefully you'll be able to come on the show more. You know, this whole NFL season has pretty much gone by, and, uh, you know, understandably you haven't been able to join us. But the couple of times you have been on have truly brought, um, you know, sunshine into our otherwise dark lives. So we, uh, again, hope you have a wonderful Christmas, wonderful New Year. Uh, happy Hanukkah to you and your family. And <laughs> and Kwanzaa, by the way. But, uh, you know, again, hopefully we'll have you on very soon, sir. You are a bigger part of this show than my co-host, so I just want to extend my gratitude. <laughs> Thank you, guys. And uh, long life. Congratulations on... Uh, this is two years now, right? Two, two years. Two years. Two What's the years. It's been two years. Two years. My goodness. Well, to you guys as well, thank you always for having me on. You know, I, you guys have always, uh, <laughs> always been great about giving me a forum to spew some of my nonsense. And uh, to all the listeners, you know, happy holidays to everybody. Merry Christmas and uh, every other thing that Dave mentioned, mentioned as well. <laughs> Sir, have a wonderful evening. Take care now. You too. Folks, and the one and only. And the funny thing is, I have, uh, you know, Jared Foster over here text messaging me. And, and I got to tell you, Jared really is the man. And he just sent me a picture of himself, which is he looks totally, I don't know what's wrong with him. But uh, with a very long-haired Christian Bale? Bruce Wayne, a.k.a. Christian Bale. Oh, wait, I don't think I was supposed to say that. But, um, folks, this has been an amazing show. We've had an amazing run of guests. You know, a couple of them, unfortunately, had to cancel on us. 
uh, like I said, Miss um, Nikki Boyer, who we were hoping to be on the show, and hopefully she'll be on soon. She sent me this long email. She, you know, tweeted me. She sent me a smoke signal. She was not able to come on. She's awesome. We appreciate all of our guests. But I want to run down these lists before we close out the show. Our favorite five athletes who've been on this program. This man I have seen twice in the past two weeks. The only guest out of all the people here, other than Laura Jean, but really I know him, you know, more than I than I do her technically. Um, Bruce Harper, former New York Jet. Bruce was yucking it up with me earlier this week. Uh, today, actually, he appeared on the program. Uh, in the program, he appeared on my program at work or uh, yesterday, I believe it was. He's awesome. We had Leonard Marshall, who, uh, our honor, one of the absolute greatest guests we have ever had, one of the greatest interviews, as candid as can be. John Paul Gonzalez, who was on our show multiple times, and John actually visited us for our Super Bowl show in February, so he was amazing. Of course, Keith Elias, who was one of our first guests from the very beginning, and he was an amazing interview. And the Mets' number four top prospect at this point, Mike Fulmer, who is ranked number four right after Travis Darno and uh, Noah Syndergaard, who the Mets just acquired in the R.A. Dickey trade, three of them coming after Zach Wheeler. But, I mean, he is in great company, so it's great to have him on our program. Now, in terms of reporters, the absolute best, Neil Best, we had um, Mike Vaccaro. We had Kristen Ledlow, who, of course, was already on our program today. Christine Brennan, who we were honored to have on our airwaves. And Tina Servacio, who was also amazing. Uh, we already covered Beauty Queens, sports personalities, top five. Edwin Roberts, whose guts we hate at this point in real life. Uh, Mark DeMoose Malusis, who almost died on our airwaves. Um, who else? We have... Um, Kim Jones, who was an amazing guest, Kim, one of the absolute best that we have ever had. And uh, let's see here. We also had Lori Rubinson, who was a great guest, and Greg Goodgolly Giannani. Great job that he did on our program. Entertainment, we touched on a couple of them. We're going to touch on the rest now. Um, we had Lisa Mateo, who just joined us, Lisa Correo, who was with us last week, Um Nikki Boyer, who, again, one of our amazing guests, she would pretty much be in all of these lists at some point as an honorable mention. Lauren Lester, who also joined us. Anthony Tyler Quinn, who was not able to join us. Sadie Alexandra, who was actually Laura Jean Salerno's friend, and, of course, Laura Jean. Then we round off our list with Francesca Zapatelli, Lauren Crocker, Jen Lilly, who was amazing a couple of times on the show, and Sahara Starr. We mentioned wrestlers. Now, wrestling personalities, sir. You want to take that one? Yeah, wrestling personalities. We had Dave from Busted Open. Again, Pyro made our list because he is PG family, but he's also a wrestling personality, according to us. Justin from WrestleZone.com. Josh from WrestleZone.com. <laughs> and Renee Paquette. Paquette. I don't think that you say that right. I think it's French. It's Renee Paquette. Paquette. No, Renee. No, I think it's Paquette. Uh, she's actually Renee Young now in the WWE, which is amazing because she got on our show and look at the fame and fortune that she has received. So she is absolutely awesome. You know, can't forget about her. Now, our last list, the final list, probably the least important of all our lists, our top PG callers. Number one on our list, and I know we're supposed to read it from five to one. Actually, I'll do that. Number five would be Neil, who called only one time, but all I can remember is, hey, Dave, remember, remember me? me? 
Awesome guy. Gotta love Neil from Belleville. We have Michelle, who's a huge Giants fan. She called her show multiple times. I actually don't know whatever happened to her. I'm not sure if she's okay. We may need a search party to send, to send after her. Mitch from Fort Lee, who called this program many times. Kenny from Florida, who is, I don't know what he's doing. It's been a while since Kenny joined us. And the all-time greatest caller we've ever had as voted by our, our esteemed panel of judges, myself and my co-host, Angel from Woodland Park, who I will deny to the end of time that I know him in person, one, the best, number one, top caller ever. I agree, sir. As we do lists, let's face it, there's only one bite that probably stands out more than any other one. What do you say? Uh, let's see what that bite is. Yeah, it would be this one, sir. Bang, bang, bang. All the PG guests, one after the other. Bang, 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 bang. Try and stop it. Bang, bang. Here I come. Bang. Do you want to throw sometimes? Bang. This is the Manny Pacquiao who has dominated boxing for the past three years. You make a dog sick. Let's that's, not- what, that's what Manny Pacquiao is doing <laughs> right now. You make a dog sick. Let's not forget about the fake Mando Russo clips. I mean... Oh, absolutely, sir. Those were some of the best. Now, we can't forget about these either. Recently? Yeah. Yeah, very recent. We also have this one here. Next faces needs somebody to throw to! Don't forget about this one. Shame on you! Joe mentioned this earlier as well. Stop smoking the Woody Johnson quick pipe! Can't forget about this soundbite. Sir, what about this? Oh, uh, it's that all. Sir, how can can we forget about the fact that I was on Mike Francesa's show? (laughs) You're absolutely right, sir. That was amazing. I remember when Joe was on that program, it sounded a little something like this. Joe in Wallington. What's up, Joe? Actually, uh, Mike, let's try that again. Joe in Wallington. What's up, Joe? Mike, I have a show called Pure Gold. Remember that? Oh, man, that's one of my absolute favorite clips. Uh-huh. One of the clips that we're going to play right now. Huh. What's the name of your show? Uh, Pure Gold. Pure Gold. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And folks, as we close out this program, this two-hour extravaganza, we have to thank everyone who called in today. I have to thank everyone who has been a part of this show in our history. Um, of course, thanks to Anna Rodriguez for chiming in tonight, Kristen Ledlow, Morgan Woolard. Pyro Falcon, Brittany Dawn Brennan, Bright Lights Jared Foster, Laura Jean Salerno, Lisa Mateo, and of course uh, Todd for joining us. Special shout out to Nikki Boyer who couldn't join us and Sahara Starr who also could not join us. But all the guests who've made this show amazing over these past two years, I don't have time to read the list because the show is basically coming to an absolute end. But we thank you all for tuning in. Hopefully we'll have another two years and hopefully we'll start making some money so Joe and I don't have to start selling our organs to science to make it and to survive. Folks, Joe, uh, real quick, anything you'd like to say before we go? Well, it's a show before Christmas, so I wish everyone a merry, happy, healthy, merry Christmas. And we'll be back next Please day after stay. Christmas. Absolutely, sir. <laughs> what was that? I just had to kind of throw that out there. Folks, have a wonderful evening. Make sure to check us out next week at 6 p.m. We'll talk soon. What's the name of your show? Uh, Pure Gold. Pure gold. Yes, sir. I got two words for you. Pure <laughs> gold.
You guys are awesome. Have a good evening, everyone. God bless America. Merry Christmas to every one of you. Pure gold. Pure gold. 11 on the air. Woo! Good night. See ya.